So this is BBL Lab, Mars Lab, and today I'm with none other than British basketball, you know, media, well, former British basketball, but still still media star, Tom Bonnet. How, how, how are you doing today? Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, I'm really good. How are you? I'm not bad, not bad. But, you know, as, as we briefly spoke about then, we, we'll, we'll forget about Manchester United uh, for, for today. But, but yeah, so... Yeah. So, so for those that don't know, I guess, you know, kind of explain... Who, who you are, you know, your background and, and kind of all that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Tom, I'm 22 years old um, from Horndean in Hampshire. Um, I guess the reason that I'm on this podcast is because I spent 18 months um, doing marketing and media for the Surrey Scorchers in the British Basketball League. Um, long story short, I was a fan of the Guildford Heat as a, as a child yeah. um, and went to a few games and then ultimately ended up supporting the Scorchers and then while I was studying to become a journalist which is what I always wanted to do um, I did some work experience for a season with the Scorchers um, just doing like game day media stuff like, yeah, like yeah. what you've done Marcel actually um, and then a couple of years down the line I'd been a journalist for a little while and then a, a full-time position opened up at Scorchers to be a marketing and communications officer um, and I got that job back in October 2019 which feels like five years ago because of the pandemic and then I was yeah I did that for 18 months obviously was there during the pandemic and then uh, in April this year um, I moved on to Southampton uh, in football uh, in the Premier League so I've been a marketing exec um, for six months now at Southampton but yeah so um, a bit of a whirlwind few years but yeah, yeah really really happy with how things have gone so far yeah so so you mentioned you know being a being a fan uh, but kind of what made you want to start like like you said you mentioned you know be, being a journalist that, that's kind of what you always wanted to do but what was there anything that you know put that in your mind and made made that kind of the, the dream you know kind of thing yeah sure so you know I got into basketball as a and you're probably like nine or ten years old because my older brother um played basketball at school so we, we okay, had yeah. you know hoop out in our front garden to begin with and then because of his passion for it um, we went down to a few Guildford Heat games and kind of I got the knack for it then and then naturally because we're in the UK I was a big football fan growing up yeah, but then yeah. when I got to 13-14 I really got into the NBA started following that quite passionately um, and then ultimately went back to support the Scorchers and it just so happened they just refounded as the Scorchers yeah, so I kind yeah. of went to, I went to the first game of the Scorchers they got blown out by the Newcastle Eagles um, unfortunately um, but yeah I was there for that and then kind of got got you know started going more and more and uh you know naturally as I was training to be a journalist I'd still go to Scorchers games and I'd, I'd offered to do work experience a few times yeah, and yeah. because I had I had nothing on my CV really naturally they said no um but then eventually I ended up doing some match reports for a local newspaper um yeah. near near near, near uh, Surrey in Guildford so uh, because of that, they then saw my match reports down at Surrey. Thought, oh, he, you know, he, he somewhat yeah. knows what he's talking about a little bit, and and then they kind of took me on from there. So, naturally, just having a passion for basketball uh, and then supporting the Scorchers, I wanted to do something within British basketball. Um, and I, I didn't know anything really at the time. I only knew the Surrey Scorchers. I didn't know much about the other teams. I didn't know much about who was involved. But yeah, you know, yeah. when you're 16, 17, you know, it's it's pretty hard to find out. Unfortunately, these days it's a little bit easier. But back then. Before, before you guys and BBL Fix were out putting stuff out every day. I mean, Hoops Fix wasn't as, as big as they are now on social media in particular. So, um, yeah, that, that's how I kind of got into it through that door. And then luckily, you know, the stars aligned yeah, yeah. and I got a full-time role in Surrey and then the rest is history, really. I remember when kind of I started a couple of years ago, it was literally just me 
and Ross, Brit Boilers. It was literally yeah. me and him and then Fit and then BBL Fizz came a year later, but kind of showed us like levels, like, you know, like came out with loads of new content that none of us were doing and then and kind of kind of took over. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's great to see how, how many accounts are out there now, you know, you know, because there's, there's it's really good. Now. It's You know what? Like I, I follow those guys and I get most of my news, BBL news from you guys and Hoops Fix, you know, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's so refreshing because like obviously in football, you have all these upteen accounts who will talk about football. So it's so easy to get information. Whereas yeah, these days, yeah. you know, you can see every result from the BBL all the way down to D3 in the NBL. Yeah. You know, everyone's everything's covered, which is great. So uh, I think it's, you know, obviously we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it more in more detail later, but I think it's a really, really positive step. Yeah. So, so you mentioned, you say it was around 18, 18 months, sorry. Um, yeah. So, so how, I guess, how, how, how did you find it? You know, what, what was the experience like? Yeah. So, I mean, when I first joined, um, I was part of the wider marketing team at Surrey Sports Park. Um, okay. And yeah, yeah. Obviously, as part as part of that, they had a role specifically for their two sports teams, which was the Surrey Scorchers and uh, Surrey Storm, their netball team. Yeah. Um. So I took that role on. Originally, I was called the fan engagement coordinator, which is just a different way of saying marketing, I suppose. <laughs> um. I was part of a team of four or five, kind of doing stuff across the whole business. But you know, my speciality was basketball, and you know, I, I joined I joined the the franchise when you know things were looking quite promising because ticket sales were going up. It, it seemed like the interest in the team was really there. Um, and then during the season, we signed Matthew Ryan and Manning. Um, yeah. We had three sellouts in quick succession and it was like, okay, we're really starting to turn a corner. Um, and because, and you know, Surrey, unfortunately, haven't always had the results they wanted because they're yeah, quite yeah. a new franchise. They were starting to really hit their stride a little bit. And then, of course, the pandemic hits and everything stopped. So, you know, for the first five or six months, I was I was in dreamland, really, because yeah, like, everything yeah, yeah. was how I was hoping it would go. And then of course, it gives you an opportunity to step back and rethink things. So, you know, I think the, the first time, you know, I really kind of stood out on social media a little bit was when I did some top trumps um, during the first lockdown. I basically made some BBL top trumps yeah, just and posted them, them on the Scorchers I account. Remember, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I, yeah, and I, and I just basically put it out and said, anyone who wants a set to print off at home, just DM the Scorchers account. I'll send them to you. We had about 75 people oh, message wow. me, which was pretty amazing really um but yeah i got loads of good feedback and then from there obviously because unfortunately until the day i left we never had another game with the fans and that was you know a calendar year so um yeah, yeah. but you know luckily um the season did did carry on the 2021 season happened and then uh we played behind closed doors and you know unfortunately because of the way the bpl is key motion's a big part of everything and um my my view was you know, from a fan's perspective, what would I want to watch? And um, yeah, yeah. I really made a conscious effort to create a real uh, TV experience as close as we could get to it on a budget, I suppose. Um, and luckily, things went really well. Um, we had a good connection and relationship with Stag TV, who work at University of Surrey, like the students do their own TV show. And they oh, came wow. in and streamed all the games. And um, I worked really well with them. And luckily, Niall Gray stuck around as our commentator. Yeah. And we had a really good production in the end. And um, we decided, OK, well, We'll get a pre-game show, halftime show on there. And, you know, I was on there and then we'd have Josh Bett. We'd have Gavin, our managing director. We'd have guests like Orland Jackman, Trayvon Wright, Vince McCauley. Um, so it was really good to really have that production because if the fans couldn't be there, at least they were getting something for their money because I thought I didn't want people to pay £5 just to watch the stream and they didn't really get yeah, much value yeah, for yeah. it. Obviously, I completely understand that each franchise has their own priorities and, and money was tight for everyone. Um, so we were very fortunate to have that relationship with the university. So the second half of my 
time in Scorchers was basically being a TV producer so I couldn't <laughs> sell tickets. Um, and then a combination of all of those things, so some good ticket sales before COVID and then everything that happened afterwards and during, um, opened the door to, to go to Southampton. And of course, for me, um, I always said to everyone that if I was ever going to leave Surrey because I loved it there so much, it was going to be for the NBA or the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. stuck to my word and did that, and um, and here we are. Yeah, well, so some, something that's interesting because you mentioned, you know, being a fan is going going from being a fan. What was it like then, you know, working for for the club, you know, but like with with the players? Because I know I know from like for myself as well. Even though it's not anywhere near as big as football is, you kind of I know for me, I still see them as like these, you know massive stars kind of thing so I was just gonna say you know yeah. what, what was that feeling like yeah it was you know I've, I've told the story a few times like I, I grew up and you know I had pictures of Teo on my wall you know Teo yeah, Denby yeah. who's still the captain there and LVC Dusha Will Neighbour who were there in that first season so of course them being in and around them all the time and Creon yeah. Rodopoulos Caelan and everyone it was amazing um, and you know I still feel starstruck by them now to be honest with you and you know, I've been very fortunate that because they've all got really good connections with people. You know, I've met Joel Freeland and had many conversations with him, which was, you know, a privilege, you know, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. special. I've built good friendships with Ryan Richards, Ashley Hamilton, Andrew Lawrence, people who have gone to, you know, the very top, Matthew Bryder Manning. Um, and, you know, back in the day, you know, I learned who they are. I saw them play in the Olympics and whatnot and, and obviously never thought I'd meet them. Um, and I did. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the biggest thing, you know, having been a fan and then working for the team is you take the wins as a really good thing and then the losses you take really hard, you take it yeah, really personally. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I learned during my time is I, I obviously going in as a, what, 19, 20 year old is quite immature in the sense that, you know, if people would criticise the team on social media, I'd be the first to bite back and say something um, just naturally because you, you you really want to protect your team. Yeah. And then obviously you, you now... Kind of, you kind of take it per like personally, don't you? Yeah, think, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, like, as everyone knows, I'm more than happy to be a bit <laughs> cheeky to people on social media. But now, obviously, when, when you're in Southampton, when you're not affiliated with the team, you can yeah, obviously yeah. take a step back and, and just and see things for what they are. Whereas other people at the club who, of course, are Southampton fans are they are much more affected by the results than I am. So it's one of those things where it's a it's a really good thing because it makes you want to do a really good job because it's yeah, your yeah, team. Yeah. But at the same time, obviously, like you have to kind of draw a line a little bit. So, you know, I, I learned lessons that way and I'll be the first to admit that some of the things I said and did weren't always the right thing to do, but that's all part of the development, isn't it? So uh, I think that, you know, being in my team, I wouldn't have had it any other way because, you know, I, I always supported the team in Surrey or in Guildford and, uh, it just worked out that they were very supportive of me and I gave my all to them and it worked out for both parties, I like to think. Yeah, well, I, I definitely know, uh, sorry, I, I kind of feel that the Scorchers' social media, especially over when, you know, over the period when we didn't have fans, you know, that whole season, and kind of the front runners to kind of show to other teams that weren't doing much on social media, it's, you know, look, you know, kind of step up your game kind of thing because as much as, you know, teams don't have resources, social media is not, too hard and I've never understood myself why teams don't do it especially when you've got guys that aren't associated with any clubs doing you know doing it you know with, with kind of little yeah. to no resource so, so yeah I know what you mean it's just like I think my my number one priority was always the social media because yeah, I yeah. knew that's how you're going to reach new fans like all the kids these days are on social exactly, media yeah. all the parents are on social media so if you use it in the right way you can you can find new fans and I think that if I was there now, that's exactly what my priority would be. And I think that, um, 
you know, even in my time in, in, in the BBL, all the teams have stepped up their social medias. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure, but for sure. Ultimately, if you've got someone that can do it full time, I was very lucky to be in that position. Then obviously I have the time to then do stuff and, yeah, and, and yeah. you know, and, and create that content. You know, and I had access to all of the players whenever I wanted, which was really obviously a privilege, to be honest. So I think that it's it's such an important tool. Um, and the teams that use it the right way will, will, will gain the benefits from that. And the ones who don't will get punished. And that's yeah, just the yeah. way it is. It's, uh, it's one of those things that if you're not on it now in 2021, then, then you need to get your priorities straight, to be honest. Yeah, so, so, so moving over to Southampton, I guess, how, how did it you know, originally come about? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, I won't beat around the bush. I mean, I, I saw the job on LinkedIn like anyone else and, and just thought, yep, I'm going to apply for that yeah, because yeah. it fits in with, uh, with what my ambitions were. Like I said, I, I wasn't going to leave unless it was for the NBA or the Premier League. And it's the nearest Premier League club to where I live. So I thought, you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no and I'm going to carry on in Surrey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I got invited for an interview and then that became two interviews, three interviews, and then they offered me the job. So um, it was one of those things where, I didn't even think twice about applying because I thought I want to see where I'm at. And at the same yeah. time, you know, I never expected to get it either. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, I was expecting to get it. You know, I wasn't. Um, so when I did get it, I was just I was completely stunned, absolutely stunned. Um, couldn't believe it. I was obviously devastated from one side that I was leaving Surrey because yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. knows how much I loved it there. And then at the same time, I was just completely overwhelmed at the thought of going into the Premier League and um, incredibly it's been six months already it's um, quite quite weird to think about to be honest but that's how it came about and um, luckily I had some really good support um, you know during that process so uh, I'm very close with uh, Tosin Oliese who people will know as the baller's voice um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who does a lot of really good stuff in the BBL um, he helped me through that whole process because you know, I've come from journalism and then I've gone into social media slash marketing, but I've never really done like hardcore marketing, yeah. um, you know, in, in the way that you've learned the marketing processes, then go into a marketing job. I've kind of gone into that role and learned as I've gone. Um, so because he does marketing for all sorts of really big basketball corporations, um, he taught me the way and, and what I should and should be doing. And, you know, it's paid off and um, really, really enjoy my time in Southampton so far. Um, I have no regrets. I'm really, really happy here. Um, and it was just one of those things where I kind of just took a leap of faith to see what would happen and it, and it worked out for me. Um, yeah. And I'm really happy with how things have turned out so far. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, so I've got, I've got two questions sent in and then, then we'll get over to kind of the British basketball kind of segment, I guess, I guess I can call it. So, so my first one's from Jamie Furness. So I think, um, you know, yeah. Which, which current BBL team remind remind you of Southampton the most? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jamie. That's a really good question. I would say the team that first comes into my head is Cheshire. Um, as much as you probably hate hearing about Cheshire Phoenix, <laughs> um, it's probably because I love it you know, at the minute. I, I would, you keep beating them, but, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say with Cheshire, is they're consistent. Um, they're always in and amongst it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you know. Southampton are one of those teams that, you know, are kind of now a staple in the Premier League. They've been there a long time. Um, they're kind of one of those household names to be in the league now, I, I would say. Don't know whether everyone agrees with me, but that's how I'd feel. And I'd say Cheshire are part of that as well. They're always going to be in and around the playoffs or somewhere near there. I, Cheshire or Sheffield, I guess, would be those sort of teams, I would yeah, say, yeah, are in yeah, and amongst yeah. it. Like, they're going to be pretty consistent year to year. Um, so that's the first one that comes to mind. But that's a really good question yeah. because it's hard to compare Premier League teams to... 
BBL teams unless you're talking about the London Lions and Man City. But other than that, yeah, that's yeah. about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the next one's from Instagrimo. Um, uh, he said, what, what, what are your favourite crisps? <laughs> so Instagrimo is Ryan Morgan. He used to do the Scorchers job before me. Um, oh, okay. So okay. he's now at Bristol City. So shout out to Ryan. Um, oh, that's such a tough question because I'm going to give such a boring answer. Um, I'm just going to go with Pringles. Who doesn't love Pringles? Sorry, Ryan. What flavour? What flavour? Um, I mean, I feel like original. You can't go wrong. But then yeah, in the yeah. festive season, I mix it up with salt and vinegar, sour cream, and onion. When you've got the whole platter out at Christmas yeah, and you've yeah, got picky yeah. bits, you know, <laughs> you can be a bit more, you know, flamboyant and chaotic with your flavours. So. Shout out to Ryan as well, because he, he did such a good job with the Scorcher socials before me um, as well. So shout out to Ryan and thanks for the question. Yeah, so so move, moving on to British basketball, a big a question and something that I always say is kind of that British basketball is too sensitive. Um, my, and my argument for that is, I think because it's so tight-knit and because even though being in the community, you feel it's a big community, it is a small and everyone knows each other. I think people are afraid to hurt you know hurt people's feelings which is something that is completely the opposite in football uh so so i guess my question to you is do, do you think rich basketball is too sensitive yeah i mean you know i'll be the first one to tell you that you know i was definitely i felt i guess sensitive is the wrong word but i definitely felt protective over sorry when i was there um yeah, yeah and i think yeah. you're right you know you know you could say i'm the popcorn in the kettle black by talking about you know it's too sensitive because obviously I was the first one to react when things would happen in the BBL um, but yeah I definitely say it is I mean obviously like, I think you just nailed it on the head to be honest when you take a step back you realise it is a small community everyone's working towards the same goal Yeah. yeah. Um, but in football because you've got such large fan bases they can hold people accountable players and teams um, whereas in the BBL obviously everyone knows everyone um, yeah, so no, everyone's no played on up team teams in the league yeah, yeah, yeah. it's no one of those things where you know yeah. yeah exactly and like, like you know people always talk about what happened between me and Kevin Ware I've never spoken to Kevin Ware outside of the, the joke we had on Twitter yeah, like a yeah, year yeah. ago but when I speak to Vince McCauley you know we've always got on really well and, and you know when I went to the copper box he wished me good luck for my new job and he came onto the, the Scorchers yeah, you know yeah. pre-game show so I've got nothing but respect for him and Justin Robinson and Joe Kim with everything that they did but you know the, the jokes that we had on Twitter created a whole beef that created ticket sales on the streams everyone wanted to watch the Scorchers be Lions which you know when it's first versus ninth or whatever it was at the time yeah, there's no yeah, reason yeah. to watch other than the beef if you know what I mean so you know I think those things really help um, but at the same time people can't say anything these days on Twitter without someone chirping back or saying something back and I think um, you know now I'm out of it I feel like I can have a bit more of a, a well-rounded point of view yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and kind of see things from a different perspective obviously it's impossible to compare, you know, basketball ticket sales to football ticket sales or merchandise or whatever, because we've got all the resources in the world to do what we want to do. But I definitely think um, it, it's good to be sensitive. It's good to be ambitious. It's good to have those conversations. But yeah, I think if I, if I did it all again, um, I would, I would probably take a step back and probably not be as, as vocal as I was uh, about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know for me, because Especially, especially last season. I've not done it as much this season, but especially last season. You know, I'd I'd be, I'd be talking on Twitter, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be be saying anything bad again about anyone. It'd just be saying how good the Giants are, even though we didn't end up having such a good season. But I know it's a P because I remember one tweet I put out 
it was saying that we're gonna go and beaten and everyone, everyone's trash and all this. And I remember people going like feeling like proper hurt. And yeah, I think that's because I'm so obviously everyone started. I well, I know for me, I've started being a football fan, come over to basketball, and I'm a United fan, so I'd always be giving stick to Liverpool. So I mm. so in my eyes, Giants Cheshire is the same thing. So so I'd always be giving stick to Cheshire and realize no one's giving it back and everyone's getting hurt. And that and so so I, I quickly realized that, you know, that's when I really, it was a bit, a bit sensitive in my eyes, but well, yeah, so, but that's I still do thing. it, I, I still that, do it anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, I, I think that the derbies, are t- they create ticket sales as well, you know, yeah, they create yeah. that excitement because you ultimately, there's only 10 teams in the league right now. Yeah, every yeah. team had a rival, a derby, you have something to get excited for rather than playing the same team every week. I think that, you know, I tried to create that between Surrey and London. It kind of worked to some yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even when we played, you know, obviously Ovi was there at the time, but we made it out as it was a derby between Surrey and London. We were sold out. and We won by a point and it was a really physical game. Everyone yeah, was really yeah. into it. And that's what you want rather than saying, oh, the London Lions are coming to town. Well, they're only 20 miles up the road. So we might as well make a thing of it, you know. And in football, you, you'd do that 100%. It'd be a derby yeah. or rivalry, whatever it would be doesn't necessarily have to be malicious but you know they can be cheeky about it you can you know have a back and forth and have fun with it as long as it's not offensive but i think that's the thing everyone gets a little bit offended by by what you say but that's just the world isn't it i think that um unfortunately the football and basketball communities are so different where that football culture just doesn't resonate with some basketball fans which is fine that's 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 the thing yeah yeah because like i said like i I still i still do a bit this season but i've kind (laughs) of but yeah it's it was, it was quite funny because I, I, I put, in fact, yeah, because I put one out after we, I forgot who we beat, but then a day after, I think we lost to Glasgow, but I was saying we're going to go and beat and everything. The amount of people that, you know, were playing and all, like, going, going mentally, it, it, was, it was quite funny. And then I knew some people actually, like, meant something by it because they were annoyed by, you know, the tweet, but, but yeah, nah. I, I, I think people need to do more. Like, I wouldn't say, I guess, trash talk, but just have a bit more banter. Kind of think because I think people are, are afraid to do that and you know being afraid to hurt you know hurt somebody's feelings and and that. Oh, hundred percent. I agree with you. There's people who have who have held grudges over me because I've had a, a cheeky <laughs> dig on the social yeah, socials. Yeah, yeah. Like it's nothing. It's nothing personal. Do you know what I mean? Like I think I made a meme once of uh, of Cheshire. Just I'd said something after we beat them, and then and then when they beat us or they made the playoffs, we didn't. They, they did something back. You know, there's yeah, nothing yeah, personal yeah. about it. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? And, you know, if it gets the fans involved and they have a bit that's of banter between yeah. them, that's that's fun. And I think that that's I think that might be one of those things that really do, that can take the league to the next level. It sounds ridiculous, but if your fans can be social and, and active on social media and having a, having a go at each other in a obviously in a, in, yeah, in a yeah, decent yeah. enough way without being offensive, you know, I think it can it can make you know excitement and then people get really up for the games. They get more into it. They're more inclined to buy tickets and come and watch. You know, it's those sorts of things that really make it exciting. So. You know, obviously, me and you can kind of understand that from a football perspective. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, if, if they can take a leaf out of football's book from that res- from that respect, then I think that it, it could make a difference. And and you know, I'd like to think that it did. You know, um, but in particular between my experience between Surrey and London, um, it did make a difference. Yeah. So, so a question I've got, you know, being you know working for the Scots last year when with BBL player, what what I guess. I don't want any kind of specific figures or anything like that, but what were kind of the viewing numbers like, I guess, you know, because, you know, obviously they were originally, I think it was £20 and then, then they changed the price and then they lowered, they lowered it. But yes, yeah, so what, what was kind of the return like on BBL player? If you can yeah, say. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, I can't be giving away certain yeah, figures no, for no. different teams and stuff. But Surrey were definitely up there as one of the most viewed teams in the league. Um, but I think it, the, the thing with the BBL community, which is what played into our favour, is that everyone watches everyone else. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And luckily, they changed the, the system so you could watch everybody. So um, ultimately, it came down to the quality of your product. And of course, Bristol did their own thing, which was amazing. And I 100% support them in what they did and having their own platform. But if you're using key motion, I'm not going to pay 4.99 to watch it. That's just my view. If you're a diehard fan, I completely understand. But yeah, yeah, you're going to yeah. lose the neutral fans because they're not going to want to watch that. So this is completely for us, fair, yeah, yeah. So for us, having like a uh, you know making the effort to create the product, and in, in in honesty, it was of course probably not for the diehard fans because they were going to watch either way. I think that production was for the neutrals um, yeah, because exactly, they're yeah. if they're, they're watching a Scorchers game for you know twice a season when Bristol play us or if Glasgow come down and play us, they're going to watch the game for Glasgow and then they get a bit more of an understanding of what Scorchers do and what our product's like. They're more likely to watch again. So um, for us, we were definitely in the top three. I think I'm fair to say that we're in the top three in, in viewing and considering where we finished in the standings, I think that says a lot about the hard yeah, work that yeah, we did definitely. off the court because obviously everyone's going to want to watch London, Leicester, Newcastle. Um, so those guys and Plymouth last year they're obviously going to be yeah. near the top but we were above some of those teams um, which says you know testament to the work that we did and everyone who put the hard work in behind the scenes to make that a good product so I think BBL was a great idea last season because it allowed teams to have some sort of income and yeah, I think all yeah, the fans it, yeah. were very understanding of that we needed to make income otherwise it wasn't going to happen last season so you know I'm really happy with how it turned out and we made the best of a bad situation yeah yeah so so and another question I've got because obviously you know people ask you know players you know actual pros how you know for anyone young you know a younger guy who's trying to get involved you know how how do you how do you get involved in the star but for anyone looking to get involved in sport but not actually playing you know being courtside doing media and that what what advice would you know would would you give to them? Sure, I think um, you've got to be relentless. Um, you've got yeah. to understand that you're going to get rejected because, you know, if you're coming in with no experience, you're going to have to sometimes make your own path and then do your own thing. You're not just going to walk into Sky Sports or the BBC. They're not going to give you a platform. And at the same time, you've got to think outside the box. So, you know, if, you know, you, you all know Marcel, like you go on Twitter after a football match, you'll have a thousand people tweeting about the game. Yeah, yeah, people will yeah. be writing their own match reports and whatnot. And, you know, as good as that is, I think that what are you doing that's different to everyone else that's writing uh, or, or, or talking about or creating a podcast or YouTube or whatever that might be, uh, what are you doing that's different? So luckily in my time, probably a bit more before, you know, TikTok and Instagram were as prominent. Um, I, you know, like I said, I, I wrote for the local newspaper and did some match reports and that's what got me a foot in the door in Surrey and, and, and yeah, everything yeah, else yeah. just played in my favour from there. Um, getting in there, having those experiences then got me the job you know, a year and a half in the future, um, which got me to where I am now. So I think that, you know, the traditional methods of radio interviews and newspapers are still very, very valuable. And what you'll find, particularly sports like basketball, is if you can offer quality content for free, they're going to take it. They give exactly, you a platform, yeah. you get experience, and then it kind of works both ways. So never rule out the, the basic, you say basic options or traditional methods of, of writing. Um, and then always try and do new things. So like for me, um, I went for a spell earlier this year where I kind of messed around with TikTok a little bit and I've been helping a couple of players with their TikToks in the BBL. Shout out to Ryan Richards. Um, yeah, Ryan Richards so, TikTok is brilliant. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so that it, it was my idea to tell him to get on there and we kind of made a plan and, you know, he went into the bowl and met J. Cole and he got went viral and the rest is history. So, 
Uh, he's at 200,000 followers on there now. So, you know, things like that for someone like you or I to get on there and, and really create a platform on there is easier than ever to do. It's just if you know how to do it. And I think that uh, my advice would be to try new things, try and get ahead of the curve um, before things get popular. Um, and also don't rule out traditional methods of, of getting your foot in the door. And ultimately, you, you're going to have to accept that not everyone's going to take you on straight away. Um, you know, the guys in Surrey rejected me four times. But then three years later, yeah, I was yeah. working there. So, you know, obviously you've got to be, you've got to have the willpower and the mental strength to accept that sometimes you're not going to be good enough, but you can get there in the end. And, um, you know, I think you or I are good examples of people who have probably done that. So, you know, I would say that um, that's the best advice I can give. But at the same time, if you want more in-depth uh, information or, or advice, I'm, my DMs are always open. I'm always happy to speak to people about it because, you know, I always want to help pave the way for the next generation, even though I'm still only 22 myself, you know, still paving yeah, my own yeah, way, but yeah. always happy to help others um, if they need it. Yeah, I think, I guess from my from my point of view, I guess the biggest thing, I think that's helped me, and if I use my own experience, even though I'm only 16, um, but I think it's just being open to anything. Because I know, because I, I started with a giant song page, and then it's funny, Ross, Brick Boilers, he, he, he messaged me when I first started saying you should do interviews. And then I was like, whoa, you know? <laughs> like, uh, so then I started doing interviews and then, and then boom, I, I, was, I was doing interviews on, on my own page. And then eventually, then the Giants on page slowed down, started BBL Lab because I'm thinking I need, to, I need to break into the BBL, you know, into the league community because I was only ever with the Giants. But I think what, what I'm trying to say is just be open to anything. Because um, then I got That's really good advice. Because then I got involved with the Giants I was doing, I was writing up a little form every game for the highlights, for the players they could put out a highlight tape. Uh, and then Liam, Liam Brown, he's not working at the Giants anymore, but he messaged me about the esports. I asked if I wanted to run the social media for that, so then I did that. So I think the biggest thing is just be open to, open to anything and try anything and, you know, to kind of build more, you know, ex expertise kind of thing. So, yeah. But that's that, it. That's, you've got, you've got to try new things and upskill yourself and be around people who know what they're talking about so they can help you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Got to connect with people and build relationships yeah, and, yeah, and try that, things. That's a big one, networking, you know, kind of knowing the right people kind of thing. But, but yeah, so. Well, that's that's all, all my conversations conversations done, uh, all, all my topics. So, yeah, it's been, it's been brilliant having you on. Thanks, mate. I've really enjoyed it. It's, yeah, it's nice to talk yeah. about basketball for, eight, for once. It's been it's been too long. I feel like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been great talking to you, and I guess and enjoy enjoy Southampton. Thanks, mate. Enjoy your season at the Giants, and I'm sure we'll catch yeah. up again soon.